and welcome to episode 147 of the Geeks for the Win podcast, the gaming and tech podcast from the Geeks for the Win, the place that covers all things geeky. I am your host this week, Casual Terror, and I am joining my co-host, William. I'm back. Hey, everybody. And we are also joined with Henry. Hey, what's going on, people? It's been a while, but I'm back. Great to have you back. Um, it's been a busy week for gaming. And tech, even. Yeah, that's definitely true. We had both E3 and Apple had something as well, but I never didn't really follow that at all. Yeah. Question, Stuart. Yes. What have you been playing? Um, it doesn't matter been... what you've been playing, because <laughs> none of us are at E3. You're right. Unless you went to one of those special Best Buys, then then yeah, we could. But I don't think any of us did that. But then again, it's still Nintendo, so same old Mario, same old Zeldas. I, I haven't got a chance to watch too much of it. I saw them announce Mario Kart 8, and I saw them uh, uh, today. Is that for the, the Wii U? or? Um, I think it is for the I think for, so. uh, yeah, Wii okay. U, yeah. Yeah, Mario Kart yeah. 8, and I saw them uh, announce Smash Brothers, and they showed off a uh, demo of all the characters, and uh, a brand new character, the Wii Fit uh, Trainer is uh now a brand new character in uh smash bros when i when i first saw that i thought that you know it's the internet making a joke you know making some some dumb joke but then i saw it in action i'm like you know what that kind of (laughs) works yeah it's pretty cool man it's just it's just uh you know there's rumor i don't know if it's been confirmed but there's rumor that they're phasing out the 300 model so at 350 um nothing nintendo showed me um, you know, brand new uh, remake of uh, Wind Waker they showed. Like I said, Mario Kart 8, Smash Brothers, they showed it for the 3DS and for the Wii U. Um, just nothing is selling me on their quote-unquote next-gen console that makes me want to buy it. I mean, there's no bang-out title that no. I just have to have that I that I'm that frankly I'm going to spend 350 for, you know, when they have competitors that are at $400. There's no way I'm going to spend 350 on a Wii U console. Yeah, I mean, what I did, and I think the same with Stuart, we got the 3DS, you know, for when we want to play a Mario right. game or yeah. something like that. You know, it was way less, and it, you know, it, you know, Mario's Mario. I mean, Mario still, dan- it's, you know, still is going to be as much fun on the 3DS as you know the Wii U. It, it, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, they've just they've changed Mario very, very, you know, slightly. Through you know the past what twenty something years, yeah, yeah, it's you get down to it is pretty much still the same game. Now so. that it's really gone gone back to side scroll scrollers, yeah, it's very little change. Um, I did t- tune in to Nintendo for a bit, and through the the lag that I got, um, really nothing I saw was third party. Everything was first party, and it was all first party that you expected to see. So I think third party has really get given up on the Wii U. Yeah, and you know that was the thing. Like I don't know if you guys seen it, but uh, Jeff Keighley uh, interviewed um, Reggie Fils-Aimé, and that was one of the main things that he was saying um, in the interview. And I mean, I mean, I, I know that he's went back and forth with Reggie in the past, but this time, like Jeff was letting them have it. In in 
he, and he was doing it in such a nice way that he couldn't really argue with him. But he was just drilling him. He was he was saying, you know, hey, you guys are forgetting about the core gamer. Where's my games? I, I, I know you got the stuff on 3DS, but I want my games for the Wii U. I, I want a next-gen Mario. I, I want, you know, an open-world Zelda. You know, where's my games? Where's my stuff? And, and uh, you know, it was just funny seeing the dynamic of Jeff of Jeff Keighley, you know, probably one of the nicest guys in the industry, like dig into Reggie like that. And he was just fumbling over his words and just kind of just, you know, trying to, you know, and like he was he was basically saying what Stuart just said, like, you know, you know, is the Nintendo console? Do I just buy this console just to play just just to play Nintendo titles? So I'm so I'm buying this console just for Mario and no third party support, you know, and. He was just drilling a man, and you know that's sad to say. But you know when you have you know Epic and Unreal Engine four and you know Frostbite and Dice and EA pulling their engines out and saying that they're not going to release games on it, it's really really looking scary for Nintendo as far as a console where you can go and have a complete experience, third parties and all. So yeah, exactly. Okay, um, is that what everybody has? Everything is about N- Nintendo's pre-recorded thing, because <laughs> yeah, it, they weren't they weren't really even there. I I found that weird. It was all pre-recorded. Yeah, it was it was, it was pre-recorded because they were saying, well, most of the on-site interviews will happen with Reggie, which the one where Game Trailers did. I know I think Gamespot had one briefly or something like that, but um, nothing major. Um, I don't even think that. Um, you know, I don't even think that Iwata or Miyamoto even really made an appearance um, in some sh- shape or form on the Nintendo floor. Like, no videos, no nothing. Just everything was done over Nintendo Direct. They weren't even there. They, they pretty much just didn't even decide to show up, which I I could say with what they showed, rightfully so. Because Want to hear yeah, my would... theory on why they didn't show up? Oh, go ahead. By all means, yeah. I think they're... They couldn't afford to show up, like financially. I think they're really hurting pretty badly. I, I don't, it I don't been, know the Wii. It would have been the Wii costly. gave them a lot of money. Way costly to for them to come to E3 and do a big press conference and do all that stuff. And you know, I think it would have just been way too expensive for them to do it with the way they are, they're, they're doing right now in the market. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that could be a possibility, but I I just don't think so because it just like Stuart was about to say. I mean the we provided them so much money in the bank. Um, I just think that Nintendo just I mean because you got to think about it like 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 they still came to E3. You know they still um, paid Best Buy probably a large lump sum of money to have their games on display and create kiosks around the entire United States. Um, to actually have that done, they still came to E3. They still had, you know, booths and everything else. Like that's the most expensive thing. You know, renting the stage out and um, you know doing a, doing a keynote is probably, I would suspect, is probably the cheapest thing uh, 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 to do. I just feel like they just knew they had nothing to show at this point, and and they and well, I think I think I think that 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 Nintendo because of the money bags they made in last gen, I think they're just really. In their own space, they they always have been, but because of the success of the Wii, they're kind of in their own space. Because I think it's something crazy, like they have banked almost like a billion dollars that they can do anything with as far as the budget and the gaming division. So when you talk about Nintendo, you talk about them having that substantial amount of um, um, amount of capital. 
I mean, they can pretty much do whatever they want for the next five years. But it just the thing is, is that what's going to carry them after that five years when that money starts to dwindle? Um, can Mario, Pokemon, you know, you know really, because those are the two franchises that, that, that have been selling, you know, the most. Can they sell enough to help sustain them without third party support? And I, I just feel no. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to Microsoft. What does everybody think of, of the Microsoft showing? Let's not all go at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought. I, mean, I, could, I, could, I can go. I mean, they did it did really well. Okay. I, I thought they did really well. I mean, they they said, "Hey, we're not going to we're not going to talk about you know you know uh, TV and entertainment stuff. We're going to talk about games." And by golly, that's what they did. They like, um, oh shit, I forget his name. Don, 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 Don Magic came out and said, "Hello, welcome. Here's some games." And he he was he was like on stage for like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even 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 when it when it opened up, it was just, "Hey, here's a game. It's Metal Gear Solid Five. It's what everybody wanted. It was a system seller for the PS3. Hey, we have it. Games, 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 and they delivered on what they." Say they that said that they were gonna do. Um, you know, they delivered the games. And I thought thought of the games looked great. Um some of them kinda can confused me. Hey Halo one kinda can confused me. I, I, the first thing I saw was why is Master Chief wearing, wearing a poncho when he's in a suit of armor. No, that was just for the spectacle. Now they may explain it away in some kind of dorky nerd sci fi fashion, but that was just to the and I, and I I I said this on another podcast, but but um when they first showed it, I thought that I said uh I said I said man because you know I played Journey, I had a good experience with that game. Um I thought that it was Journey in like HD or like a Journey Two or something like that or whatever. I'm like, did Microsoft steal that indie title and like this is like their answer or whatever? And I'm like, no, this is not it. And then when I saw Master Chief's um, forearm. Uh, holding uh, Cortana's old chip in his hand, I'm like, oh, this is this is Halo, and y'all know that I probably uh, screamed like a little schoolgirl. And, uh, <laughs> and 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 when the cloak just unmasked him, I was like, okay, there it is. But um, in the, in subsequent time, people have 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 brought out breakdown videos, and it is Halo Halo Five because if you look right above the Halo marquee, um, the clouds you can you can see the number five in the clouds, so it's Halo Five. Okay, yeah, that, I was gonna ask that if it was a Halo yeah. Five, but yeah, it's Halo Five, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it'll probably um, be at the end of uh, probably at the end of twenty fourteen, which is right on schedule. Uh, were, were there any games that really kind of you know jumped out at anybody besides Halo? Dead Rising Three. Yes. Then not because of the not because it's a zombie game, just because it. I think this showed off the power of the next gen. Yeah. Capable of the most because just the sheer number of how many, you know, zombies are on the screen and how much is going on at the same time. And the fact that they're saying there's going to be no load, no load, loading times or loading screens and it's an open world environment. That, that just impressed me. That, yeah. that's yeah. the most impressive game I've seen so far. Yeah. It uh, really took me back to, you know, 2005. When they showed Dead Rising One on, I mean, Dead Dead Rising One and the promise of Mass Effect and um, and and Halo sold me on the original Xbox uh, 360. And so 
when they showed Dead Rising, it was like everything just came full circle. And when they kept showing him get into get into different situations where you know there were so many zombies, like you know, the, I mean, the, you know, the demo starts off. He's 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 a mechanic, and he's trying to. Um, you know, go through a backyard or somebody's backyard. Then the zombies break down the fence, and it's like a horde of zombies behind the fence. Then he runs out to the street, and there is more zombies than you can possibly imagine. Hundreds, on, yeah, hundreds. I mean, it's literally, yeah, and it's, it's even a, open, a thousand. Right, exactly, and it's an open area, and 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 not only that. But you know, most of the time, you know, we've we've seen this in Gears of War uh, three and two, where they had you know hundreds of enemies, but they, but they're they're kind of just dumb, dumb placeholders. These were enemies that actually cognitive cognitively know where you are. They had spatial awareness. They had a, a, awareness of you and and the environment. You know, he got out a flare, shot a flare, and the zombies went towards the flare. I mean, they hoarded over there, and it was just crazy because this is all going on in real time, and then and they said the biggest thing is this is going to happen with no load screens. Uh, that that That's next-gen. Like, that's a small piece of what we're going to see um, from from next-gen tech. So I, 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 can't, I can't wait for games like you know, well, I guess something similar to like Dynasty Warriors or Ninety Nine Knights, and see how many enemies they can push on screen at one time. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I'm not saying those those games are great. I'm just saying like I can't wait for similar things like that, where it shows you how much uh, you know these consoles can actually process. But yeah, that yeah, was a great game. It's an exclusive too. Yeah, that ex- kind of shocked me as well because yeah, you know, Dead Rising wasn't exclusive. Well, Dead Rising Two wasn't exclusive, and the uh, two and what was the second spinoff or whatever they called it? It was like Dead Rising um, Two and um, something else or whatever. It was the second. It was the second game off the second game. Not, it was a spinoff. Not Chase game. Zero, because that was the that was the arcade game. Right, right. But they know. But they know what we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I game that really stuck out to me was really. I mean, y'all know I'm a Fringe fan. I'm a sci-fi fan. So it was it was Quantum Break. I mean, Quantum Break, when they showed the demo, uh, well, not the demo, but they showed, um, you know, the actual gameplay. First, you know, the little small little cutscene trailer. Then they showed how the guy came in and she's like, you know, hey, um, you got 60 seconds. And he's like, you know, searching the area, looking at everything, kind of kind of evaluating. And there's this huge envelope of an explosion. And the, and the lady is suspended in the air. And then he touches her. And he kind of concentrates for a little bit, and she's freaking out because, of course, she was just suspended in, in that in that break of time. And he says, uh, "Lady, just calm down." But I can't let go of you. He's like trying to tell her whatever's going on, and uh, I guess the time ran out. And then you know the room just continues on its explode. And uh, you know, I like I said, I'm like a big sci-fi fan. And now they've come out and said that now there's going to be um, just like Alan Wake, how, how they had Night Springs. As far as the television show, and you know, you, you're learning about um, Alan Wake as you're, you know, playing more of the story. There's going to be an actual television show, and they said the first season is going to come with the game. So, so you're going to get the first season of a television show along with the game. And they said that your that your in-game choices are going to matter in accordance to the episodes that go along with the video game. So that's that's something next gen. I mean, Defiant. I mean, Defiance tried it. But um, yeah, I was, from, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it because I know right. what happened with Defiance. Yeah, that kinda, I mean, it kind of works, but it, not really. Yeah, but but if the show sucks, who cares? Because you got an awesome game and it's exclusive to all. You know, 
So yeah. I can feel less as the show sucks. I mean, the show is just an added, I guess, bonus or whatever, but or whatever. But I mean, long as the game is good, it's all I really care about. Yeah, I, I uh, that looks great. I, I'm also probably going to play that game because I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I, I love that stuff. What'd you guys think of Titanfall though? Because that's 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 uh, Re- Respawn's big, you know, Call of Duty but not Call of Duty game. I thought it looked interesting. I, I haven't seen too much. I've only seen what was at the E3 showing or the the press uh-huh. conference, Microsoft's press conference. But um, it it looks interesting. I mean, the whole. Um, I mean, the, when he got in the mech, the first thing I said was, "Get in my belly." <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my mind but um it, it looks it looks interesting you know it it looks it definitely looks like um that's the type of game that they've wanted to they've wanted to do you know it seems like they definitely wanted to get away from that modern warfare you know type stuff and definitely go futuristic yeah, uh, just after the, the the Microsoft press conference, Je- Jeff Keeley had an interview with the guy from, from Respawn, and he flat out asked him, well, how is this different than Call of Duty? And he said, uh, uh, mechs, uh, titans, th- that's different, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, well, not in those words, yeah. but he, yeah, he right. really couldn't really convince anybody that this was not Call, Call of Duty. Yeah. Now, do you know if if this game is going to have some sort of a co-op mode or 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 even a campaign? Because I've been hearing, I guess people are saying that the game well, is not going to have a campaign, or they or they're not sure yet, or or what? It was kind of confusing. Um, what they showed might have been the campaign, but it had multiplayer in it. Okay, so it's probably going to be some kind of pseudo hybrid or whatever, or like yeah. We know how we know how well that worked out, um, Brink. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. See, I I was actually uh, more more thinking of Dark Souls, but yeah, yeah. But see, this is one thing that I that I think about all all sci-fi games, like especially sci-fi multiplayer. Um, Even from you know the indie title that came out on PC uh, called Hawken. I think that in order to be a successful shooter or, or any any genre for that matter, is that when you have a you know a multiplayer game, you know sure you can build a multiplayer community, but especially when you have sci-fi stuff like mechs and you know shielding and super ultra rockets and everything else, sure guys who play multiplayer will get the concept of the mechanics, but sometimes you have to have a campaign just to kind of have that reference point to explain why this stuff is going on because if you don't there's a, there's this disconnect like like pe- people will jump in and initially you know have a super fun time with it but as it goes on you'll just be you'll, you'll since you don't have that reference point you'll be like okay why am i still doing this why are these guys fighting you know what happens with this and, you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's one thing that i think that halo does very very well is that when you jump from single player to multiplayer uh, you know, the single player kind of gives you a basis and a grounds for playing the multiplayer. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'm really kind of explaining it's that a, right, but it, the campaign is a tutorial in multiplayer games. Right, exactly. But not just a tutorial, but it gives you like, OK, like, OK, when you start shooting a guy in Halo and you're wondering why you just wasted a whole clip and he didn't die. 
well, you know, the campaign explained to you that, okay, these guys have overshields. And overshields is in this futuristic world, so therefore you have to use different types of weaponry in order to take the shield down and then kill him. You know, I think that if they don't have a basis for the campaign, I think that, you know, hopping inside of a mech, while it may be fun and you're hopping from place to place on jetpacks and everything, but you'll kind of feel like, um, kind of like Battlefield 2142. It, it was like it was it was in a brand new world, but nothing was really explained. They just kind of did it in futuristic stuff, and then they said, "Here, there you go. Go ahead and do it." You know, you got jetpacks, you got mechs, and everything walking around, all this type of stuff. But out of the lot, it was the game that didn't do too well because it had the disconnect of not being a modern shooter. And I, 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 I just, I just think in most futuristic shooters, you need some basis of what you're doing in the world. I really like twenty one forty two. But yes, yes. Um, I don't know. Was there any other thing? Any any other thing from from Microsoft? You guys want to mention real quick? Um, me being a competitor, um, I would say Killer Killer Instinct. And now it's it's come out more and more that now that game is going to be free to play. Um, granted, you only get one character. Um, and and people have been ragging on it because of that, but. I kind of explain it like like this. Like um, I, I play Street Street Fighter Four, and my staple characters are Ryu, Viper, and sometimes I play with uh, Guile. Um, if I just have you know the gall or the braveness to you know to go online and play with Guile or whatever. Um, so I probably play with about five characters. There's like thirty characters on there. I may dibble and dab with them, but there's no way I'm going to play with those characters as my favorites on a consistent basis. So I say this: they they say the game has what it 40 characters and then 10 secret plus characters or whatever. So even if even if Microsoft um, or I don't know who's making the game or whatever, I think it's rare or whatever. So even if they charge ten dollars per character, that's still ten dollars less than a full six sixty dollar title. But but I, but I, but I doubt they're going to charge ten dollars a character. That's just ridiculous. So it'll probably be. Two fifty a character, five dollars a character, and you just pick the ones that you want. But it's free to play, and it's a launch title, and and it's exclusive. And they showed off Twitch TV, which is the number one competitive streaming site on the internet right now. You know, I mean, other yeah. than probably YouTube, but I mean, Twitch integrated TV with the set. Xbox. Yeah, right. It's, it's integrated into it, and so that's huge. I mean, that's bigger than everything. YouTube, you stream, you can forget it. I mean, Twitch TV is where it's at. You can. You know, you can just edit well, on the fly, clip it out, boom, it's on there, share it. In, in in the U.S., Twitch is big, but over in like Japan, that's where you that's where you stream lives. That is where, you know, you stream is Twitch is the Twitch over here. Right. So that's exactly. why you know that's why you saw you know my, Sony go with Ustream because that's where it's big over there. Yeah. But you know, we we kind of guess that you know that the X that the XBL will have Twitch. Oh yeah! As soon as we saw PS4 and Ustream, everyone said, "Up." Oh, I think even even bef- even before yeah. that, we were we were saying that too. Well, I mean, as soon as you saw the Twitch app on Xbox 360, we already knew it was coming. Yeah, that, that's that's yes, that is actually when it started. But um, I say something else pretty big is the redesign of the xbox 360 no i'm, I'm just kidding um <laughs> okay i actually do want to i do want to mention that real quick um, i do want to mention that real quick okay but uh real quick my serious thing is um call of duty and battlefield now are have exclusive time dlc for 
360 or for uh, Xbox One. Yeah. Microsoft. That's yep. big. That's that's huge. I haven't yep. seen that many people really talk about this too. Well, because people have been downplaying it because of the uproar of the price of the PS4 and the Xbox is dead mantra that has been going on now on every social network possible. But, you know, I just don't think that people are taking a self-evaluation and looking at what, you know, Microsoft showed. Because when you look at what they did, like, they are getting exclusive content. And it's not like, you know, I'm not taking jabs and shots, but... But you know, PlayStation Four, they and you know, you know, they came out with a you know game, and they talk about Batman and everything. And PS Four owners will have exclusive content like um, uh, the old Batman sixty suit and the and the uh, Night Terror suit or whatever. Like that's a that's a piece of you know uh, nothing. Like that's like a that trink- probably end up being sold on you know Microsoft's marketplace. Right, exactly. You know, it's so, probably yes. exclusive, as yeah. in you get it for free, or you can just buy it. You know, yeah. if you're on Xbox. Yeah, I mean, and as much as I dread these games like Madden and you know, uh, you know, FIFA, NBA Live, they have exclusive content with those uh, games. Also, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about whole game modes. Talking about you know, uh, day one DLC, three month DLC, first only on Xbox. That's I mean, like that's some major stuff. Like I, I, I think people just, you know, they have their blinders on right now because they want to believe whatever they want to believe. They want to see what they want to see, and they're not seeing the content because they because. Yeah. And I think Microsoft is is and has done a horrible job of talking to the consumer and and being real bullish about their policies and about what's going on and what you're going to accept. Um, but I think. They have equal advantages that they're not talking about either, and I think that's incredibly stupid of them to not talk about the advantages in regards to what they're doing with the with the DRM stuff and you know their price point and everything else. Like they're, they're just not clarifying well, stuff. Have you heard what uh, what uh, what Don Matrick has said? Uh, I think it was today he said it. Yeah. Um. He he said, "Hey, for all of you who don't like the online stuff, there's the Xbox three three sixty. That's an offline console." Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, well, like, Aaron uh, Greenberg pretty much said that. That is, and um, and and Je- Jeff Keighley asked, like, "Hey, did you know this? All this backlash was going to happen?" And Don said, "Yeah, of, of course we did. That's why we haven't said anything to correct anybody yet, because you know we haven't uh, you know locked down everything yet, so we just haven't said anything about it." Yeah, and I I kind of believe him with that because you know the way that they're not talking, they don't have everything yet. Yeah, but see this this why this this is why public relations is so um, good in times like things where times like this where things need to be mitigated. Like Microsoft, like they're they're just being like by them being quiet is hurting them more. If they come out and say, okay, um, everybody that sells a consumer product knows that there are disadvantages to your product, but there's also advantages. How minuscule or how major they are, that's up to you to present the material. Microsoft can, can easily say, okay, we need to have you connected. The reason why we need to have, have you connected and we, and we have to have check-ins is because we are allowing you to share games with up to 10 people that you know that are on your friends list for at least 30 days. Think about that. You can go buy a copy of Battlefield 4, and on our console... You and your brother or you and your son can play that game at the exact same time on two different consoles 
um, with no fees. They've already said no fees. Why are not like that is an easy sentence to say. Why are they not coming out and saying that? That's a huge advantage because I was talking to Vlad, you know, on the um, OFR uh, show. And Vlaz, he has two sons, and that saves Vlaz approximately, you know, sixty to one hundred and twenty dollars because he can probably buy the game one time. I, and you know, we kind of went back and forth, forth on the show, but but um, how often will him and his two sons be playing that game at the exact same time? Maybe on a game night, but he usually plays late with us, so now he's just saved himself $120. So he only spends 60. Even steam is not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted steam thought, can't be touched as far as the price, but, but, right. but steam is not letting you play multiple games and share games with 10 people that, you know, you know, I thought, I thought they said that it would lock out the original owner. If, if, if it's detected on another con- console. No, no. Kind of like, like, the, like the kit, the Kindle does with, with, with lending books. No, long as uh, well. If if you lend a game, yes, but they but they but they've all, but, but they've co- they've come out and said on their on the website that ten people that you approve that are in your quote unquote family, you know, friends and acquaintances will have access to your entire games library. And you know, okay, you I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's so so didn't, didn't they say much only a- one person can use that one time? No, I thought they did. One, yeah, you. You, the original owner, and one other person can be using it at the exact same time. Okay. So this is pretty much an enhanced demo type situation. Not necessarily it's, because they can. It's, they can a, play it's a share like file. Yeah, yeah. It, what it is? It's it's right. a giant share. But file. I mean, they're hoping it's it, they they're hoping it works as like a better demo system for you know. Oh, I have this game. You know, Henry's doesn't have it. He's on the fence. You know, let's you know let's have Henry play with me, and you know then. Henry, you know, they're hoping that, you know, like Henry will pick right. it up or he plays, yeah. at, you know, for a week or so. Exactly. And yeah. it's, it's uh, kind of like this. Like, um, I have two younger brothers, you know, they're a part of our family. And so um, every year we buy um, uh, three to four copies of Halo because that's just what we do. Now we can cut that cost down to two copies of Halo because now, you know, you know, the original owner and one other person can be playing Halo at the same time, um, you know, playing the actual game. We can cut down on that cost, and I don't have to, um, for, for, for guys like you in the community, you can be on my approved friends list, and William doesn't have to wait three days to receive, you know, Darksiders 2 in the mail. I can say, hey, hey, William, hop online, um, go in my games library, check Darksiders 2 out. It's an awesome game. Bam. He can access it instantaneously and start playing. And so the whole renting and lending games is is they're trying to mitigate it. But the problem is Microsoft is not getting this out there. They they are expecting for the customer to go on there and read. We will. But when mom right. gets that console home and Timmy lives out in Midlothian outside of Dallas and he can't get a good Internet connection and things doesn't play games because of it. He's gonna take that. She's she's gonna t- take that thing back to um, Walmart or Best Buy or wh- whoever, and she's gonna ask for another console. And I think that's gonna hurt Microsoft in the long run. But the core gamer will know that these things outweigh the cost to certain people. And you know, like I said, Microsoft wants to be like Steam so bad, um, mm-hmm. but they gotta get the cost right. They have to get the cost right because just just like I told the guys just yesterday, nobody cares about DRM. When you're paying two dollars and fifty cents for just cause two, you know, 
<laughs> Nobody cares about uh, always online when you're paying ten bucks for Assassin's Creed Three or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody cares about it because the price is so minuscule that you know, hey, whatever. But I, I don't. I don't think Microsoft is going to go there. But if they can get somewhere in the middle ground for console gamers, like day one digital download, thirty nine versus sixty bucks in the store. If they do that because of the ecosystem, I think that wins the consumer over. Because yeah. it's the same argument with PC. Like PC mitigates the cost of you buying a rig with the amount of incredible deals you get on GOG and Steam. Like they are ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Uh, they they they've said that you know this always online thing. There's that's them future proofing their their, their console, kind of like what they did with the original Xbox, not going not allowing dial up but broadband only. The difference is there are still people using dial up. There's actually quite a bit of people still using dial up. So I, I just, for for you know for people who live in a city, you know the always online thing not not much really much of a big deal. It's those people living in in Bodoc, n- nowhere, that you know they can't play the game, they can't buy that console. So, yeah, it, yeah, it's a shot in the foot. It really is. It, well, this is this is this is kind of how I kind of explain it. You know, as far as the business matter, and this may be what they're thinking, but I can't speak for Microsoft because I'm not them. But and and just to pre warn you, this this is going to sound incredibly harsh. Okay. Um, there's 48 million connected subscribers to Xbox Live, right? Um, they've sold about 76 million, 775 million consoles, right? Um, to be perfectly honest, the people who aren't a part of the 48 million are, are people who buy the console, don't connect it to the internet, buy Madden, buy COD, play offline zombies, play offline um, uh, multiplayer, and don't buy any DLC, because they're not connected. They don't buy any avatar items because they're not connected. They don't buy any downloadable t- uh, game titles because they're not connected. And when you think about these manufacturers, um, Sony and Microsoft, they lose money on the hardware. They're probably making money on it now, but it's probably still a, a very small amount because, of course, you know, new console gen and stuff has got cheaper. So they probably make money on it now. But on these new consoles, they're not making money on these consoles. So they're saying that, do we really care about that other 30-some-odd million people who don't buy extra stuff anyway? Because we're losing money on the console anyway, so you know, it's harsh, but do we really care about those people? Honestly, no. We, we want the connected people. We want the people that are downloading DLC. We want the people who are, um, who are, are digital adopters. We want the guys who are spending money on you know, passes and downloading cars for Forza and all that stuff and everything. It sounds harsh, but it's a money-making business model because, honestly, the 30 million people that they sold other consoles to, they don't make money on. Yeah, It's a crazy theory, but, hey, you know. I, no, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I just think the one thing they need to do instead of this, I, I don't know if they've really come out and uh, – verified it but the whole you know you have a day to verify put your disc in and verify they have whatever they have i think they need to switch that to like three days because what if your internet goes out on you know a friday night you're you know and you can't you know connect yeah un- un- unless you have somebody like you know Com- comcast or a big internet provider yeah exactly yeah you and gotta wait we- till monday so yeah right and and for and for somebody like me who's who um you know goes to Dallas Comic Con 
and I go to MLG Dallas and I go to Evo when it comes to Dallas, um, that poses a problem for me because I don't play in the competitive scene, but I still take my console because, you know, they have unranked matches there at the place that other people play who aren't on the same competitive level. And, you know, sometimes they house these things inside of big warehouses that are made of concrete where there's no internet connection whatsoever. And I think that Halo is the is one of the biggest M- MLG players. COD is one of the biggest MLG players. And the arena gaming scene is growing and getting larger. That puts a huge damper on the competitive scene. And well, with Microsoft having Halo as a huge competitor in the competitive scene, I just think that it's incredibly silly and they're going to have to make some type of exception because they can't isolate that community because that community, that community is loyal. They buy DLC. They buy advertise items. They're the guys who stand in line at Dallas Comic Con and buy the 14-inch uh, uh, Halo you know, uh, uh, dolls or whatever. Like Those are the guys that buy that stuff. Like they are loyal. Yeah. They they buy everything. They they buy your novels. They buy your books. And if you isolate that community, that competitive, uh, you know, whole space, you're doing a real disservice to you to your loyal consumers. Well, yeah. um, Star Starcraft Two is also MLG, and that's usually there as well. You cannot. There is no LAN. You have to be be connected to the internet to play multiplayer StarCraft 2. Oh, really? So they yes, they've already they've already addressed that one with StarCraft 2. So so, so so how in the world did they did they fix that? Like, I mean, I mean, being in a you know, I have no idea. But that's, 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 what, that's what I'm saying, there is there is no StarCraft 2 LAN. I would I would be curious to find out how they, you know, figured out a way around that because that's that's big. A really long ethernet cable. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's all I had uh, on Microsoft. I, okay. I just I need to control um, the message. Real, real quick, that new uh, Xbox 360 looks way too similar to the Xbox One, and mom and dads and grandma are going to confuse it and buy the wrong one. They that will that will happen many times this <laughs> this holiday. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, let's move on to Sony. What did you guys think of Sony? Because this is where a lot of people are talking is about Sony. I had a good nap. <laughs> I agree. That beginning, you know, like here, here's the console. All right, it's italicized now, but then they just, I, I, yeah, I, I was actually falling asleep. I had to get up off the couch because I was falling asleep. So I, I missed, you know, the Vita stuff. Apparently, a guy from Sony Entertainment Movies was on. T- I don't know what he talked he talked about. No clue. Yeah, I logged in on that part, and then I saw them. You know, them talking about all their movies Sony has and all this and that and entertainment. And then they're like, oh, Redbox Instant is going to be coming to the PS4. And I'm like, the Xbox 360 got that like weeks ago. Yeah. And it's really not that great of a thing. I mean, (laughs) no, it's not. Is that really a highlight? I mean, yeah. I mean, see, the problem is, is that they were so vague. Like, okay, Microsoft came out and said, hey, we have a Halo TV series. We're showing Steven Spielberg. He's talking to you. It's coming. We have something behind it. Hey, we have these apps, game trailers, GameSpot, you know, IGN, live streams are happening on our console. We're even bold enough to show another competitor's uh, conference on our console. This stuff is already here. Sony was like, we own the biggest library of Sony Entertainment, and it's going to be coming to PS4, and it's going to be coming your way, and it's going to be great. And it's coming. 
and we have stuff. We have content, and we're going to be launching it. And, it's <laughs> and like, we own okay, Crackle, too, so there's right, that. So, <laughs> like, tell me what you're going to give me. Give me a title. Give me a, a movie. Give me a time frame. Give me some, you know, something. But it was like, we have stuff. We're going to give you stuff. Just wait on the stuff, okay? Yeah. That's what it was, it was the like, same you know? stuff that people were bashing Microsoft <laughs> for announcing a few weeks ago. Right, exactly. But yeah, I mean, dude, for uh, me, it was it was boring until the indie stuff because I love indie stuff. I love that stuff. But like I said, all that stuff. I'm sorry, but um, after the after the debacle of what happened with uh, the team that made Journey, that that studio went bankrupt or nearly bankrupt because Sony didn't market it well, and I think that all these indies are jumping on Sony because they can self publish, but but Jonathan Blow... They've also got a be... self-market, too. Right. <laughs> exactly. Jonathan Blow wouldn't be who he is today, standing up there with a smug and his cynicism, <laughs> if Microsoft didn't advertise the crap out of Braid. Braid put him on the map, but the Xbox 360 did that for him. Xbox Live did that for him. And, you know... um, uh, take the uh, uh, the uh, creator, you know, or Fez. Everybody was 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 getting on Microsoft because oh, he had to pay forty thousand dollars to do an update. Well, because the the dummy didn't QC his own product before it came out, and the guy made two million dollars. Are you kidding me? Forty thousand dollars is a drop in a bucket compared to two million dollars. And a tax write off. Exactly. Like, like think about like I I, I think pe- people just scream with their loudest social lung. Without thinking before they speak, like of think course, about that stuff. The internet. Welcome to welcome to the internet, man. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so. I mean, it, you know, the indie stuff really did get get me excited. Even though it was a boring presentation, just seeing that stuff on stage on a console got me excited. Um, but then I started thinking about I know those titles are going to be on PC because Sony doesn't market well, and those guys are hurting for money. They already put the. The the most critically acclaimed indie game of twenty um, uh, thirteen, the studio nearly went bankrupt, and and the guy said next time around Sony didn't support us. The, our next game, whatever it is, is going to be on multi platforms: PC, PlayStation, 3DS, w- you name it. It's going to be there. Xbox, whatever. Like so, I just I just hope that with this with this um, whole new attitude that Sony has, they can. Uh, Point a new attitude in entertainment and also advertising and marketing. So we'll you know we'll see. But the only thing that surprised me, of course, was the price four hundred dollars, awesome price, and the no DRM thing. You can trade your games in. It doesn't really affect me because I really don't trade a whole lot of my games in. I'm not a used game buyer per se. I buy everything new off Amazon. I get deals on Amazon. Um, that doesn't affect me at all. But I guess people just need that comfort of knowing that you're safe. And everything's gonna remain the same. So hold on. What people people forget that Microsoft said you can play used games. Completely forget because yeah, totally it wasn't forgot. on a stage. They just ignore the fact, like, oh, used games. Oh, Microsoft doesn't do it. Yes, they do. Actually, right after the Sony press conference, Sony said the exact same that they're gonna do the exact same thing that Microsoft is doing with with uh, DRM. They're leaving it up to the third party. But they didn't say that on stage. So people, people are ignoring it. Absolutely ignoring that. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think I'm going to 
go the digital route for the most part, unless you know there's like some incra- insane crazy sales. It depends on how easy they're gonna they're gonna make it to re-download that game. Because with Steam, it made it super easy, so that's why I have no problem. Well, with, it's with, easy now for the 360. Well, yeah, it's I know it's it's somewhat. No, actually, no. I, I remember that's my big complaint about it is you have, to cycle, you have to cycle through all the demos that you've downloaded and all yeah. the oh, you can't remove the demos even if you bought the game. Oh, that I Stuart, you reminded me of oh, my, <laughs> uh, I have that, nightmares that about this. Yeah. I have but nightmares see, about this. <laughs> right, dude. But see, I, I own a PS3. I own an Xbox 360. I own a Wii. And out of the out of the three consoles, the biggest headache has been Sony, and I think people are looking at that sticker shock, you know, that three ninety nine price, and they totally forgot about PSN's online infrastructure. They they forgot about the you know the hacking debacle. They forgot about all the uh, uh, tropes that come along with the PSN of having to download things, install things. You know, what is Sony's infrastructure going to look like online? What is their compatibility with the ease of use and every everything else? And honestly, I've been an Xbox Live, you know, member and user and everything since 2002. Microsoft has done it and they have it right. Now, their current menu system is incre- incredibly slow because they keep adding crap on top of crap. But um, as far as the infrastructure I know that, and then they even said 300,000 servers, dedicated servers for Battlefield 4, dedicated servers for Titanfall, dedicated, I mean, you know, this is thing after thing. What is the infrastructure going to look like on the PlayStation 4 when I get it in my home and I try to do everything else or whatever? I can't put that much trust in Sony because my experience has been soured the last six, seven years. Exactly. And that's what I was planning on saying too. Microsoft has a track record of, you know, their network works. It's you know yeah. for the most part reliable and good and fun, and that's why most that's why most people decide to play on the 360 versus the PS3. And you know, oh, go ahead. I'll tell. Oh no, finish, finish, because I'm going to go off on something else. Oh, I was done. Go ahead. Uh, dedicated servers are not are not always the best idea, because you know if that game you know dies off, that's gone. You can no longer play online. That is why I do kind of like the the peer to peer gaming that you know Microsoft does, you know, because you know you can just set, set set it up and it'll just work. Yeah, you don't have to. That'll yeah, but like that'll be mostly depending upon the publisher. Like I mean, the only game that'll probably yes, depend upon yes, it Microsoft, it will probably the one that'll depend on Microsoft will probably be Titanfall and Halo. Um, EA will support Battlefield forever. Um, EA will support Madden and FIFA and everything uh, probably until the next one comes out. Um, so I'm not really worried about that aspect of it because it'll it'll depend on the publisher. And and as long as people are putting money into microtransactions for Mass Effect Four or or, or dumping money into Madden for characters and everything else, that they, they ain't gonna shut those servers off. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you there. What? What I think a lot of people are kind of looking past, they're not ignoring it because there are some people say, saying it, is, hey, Microsoft, you don't have to pay to play online. Hey, they didn't mention this, on, but it was on screen, but nobody said anything. 
No, users will be able to play all their wonderful single-player games for free. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it's so sneaky. You just stuck it in there. But, and like, but it just they, it just trips me out how like every Sony fanboy that was their biggest staple statement. Well, you can play PS3 online for free. You can play PSN online for free. And then when they announce the thing or whatever, it's like, oh, oh well, oh me, that's okay. Really? It's it's, it's so it's, it's it's all of a sudden okay with you now that you have to have to pay. Wow, that's crazy. But oh, no. I will I will, give, I will give Sony this: you do not have to pay to watch Netflix or Crackle or you know any of the any of their, any of their video services. You do exactly. not have to pay. And it's what was really cool, only that's it. They didn't say this at the uh, press conference, but what's really cool is that day one you'll have Drive Club. Um, uh, uh, for free, so they are giving PS uh, uh, PS4 games will be free every. You'll get one free game per month, so that pays for itself. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, now granted, they announced some other titles. They'll probably give away all those indie indie games for free, um, so that it doesn't really equate to you know a sixty dollar title. But at least they're giving something away for free for PS4 customers every month, um, which is huge. Because you pay for PSN Plus, it's ten dollars cheaper than Xbox Live, and you do get those games for free. So that was a cool thing that yes. they announced after the conference. I was going to say something, now I just really forgot it. Hmm. What did what uh, did you guys think? I think about uh, uh, well, uh, the only game that really got me intrigued is because I'm a, I'm like a big history buff and I'm a steampunk fan. Was uh, was uh, the Order eighteen eighty eighty six? Were they riding in the carriage? That. That was when I started paying 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 attention. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Like be some futuristic time, whatever you know, with ghosts and goblins and ghouls and werewolves and stuff like that. I'll give I'll give Sony this. Their games looked fantastic. But they were mostly trailers, though. They were in engine. True. It was in engine. It, It wasn't necessarily demos. Like you know, Rise was an actual demo. They transitioned from right. The cutscene directly into the game. No fade out, no fade to blacks. It was seamless, and it was gameplay. But well, Watch Dogs. You know, we. I I think I'm tired of seeing Watch, watch Dogs. I just want to play it. Um, this, but this, this, I, this, Watch this, Dogs looks really good, and I, it's going to look the same on on the on the XBO though. Yep, third party, and then it, it's it's so crazy because when they were announcing stuff like Kingdom Hearts. And Final Fantasy 15 and Destiny, so they were like make. They were, I think, uh, Mad Max. They they said that it was going to be exclusive. Not true. Um, uh, Destiny, uh, you know, of course, third party. Final Fantasy 15, not exclusive. Not true. It's, it's third yeah. party. You know, Kingdom Hearts. I, I was watching. I, I'm sorry. Finish. Sorry. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm saying Kingdom Hearts 3 came out and everybody was like, this is why I buy a PS4. This is the reason why I'm getting a PS4. And then it came out like, different appearances like, no, they said that wrong. Square Enix said, no, we want all of our money. It's going to be third party. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I, was, I was watching Twitter and Sony <laughs> on, on Twitter said, you know, Kingdom Hearts um, and and uh, Final Fantasy exclusive. Right after that, you saw uh, Square Enix say, no, it's not. So, yep. and I'm so happy because now I don't have to buy a PS4, <laughs> or at least I. That's not the only reason to buy one. I was yeah. I was afraid. I was afraid of that, and I'm like, oh well, it says they're still in development, so I can wait for a price drop. And I was just trying to make myself feel better because you know they they didn't say anything, you know, but you yeah. still thought it was exclusive, and I was I yeah. was 
I was so upset because I, you know, I, I thought, you know, Final Fantasy, they have Final Fantasy on the 360. They have to have, you know, Kingdom Hearts on, you know, the next, the, the Xbox One. And luckily they are. So, yeah. And, and see, here's the thing. Like, when you look down the line, when you, when you look down, down the line at, at the actual exclusives for Sony, they have, uh, they show Killzone Shadowfall, Infamous Second Son, Knack, Drive Club you're getting for free day one, uh, The Order 1886, Deep Down, they didn't really show too much of that, um, Daylight, I saw a trailer of it, and The Witness by Jonathan Blow, the same creator who created Braid. Um, out of those, I probably would say I would maybe want to play, um, man, uh, The Order 1886, and maybe Infamous, but everything else... It just didn't impress me, but it, and and, yeah. and, 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 even, and even those games that had me interested are not enough to make me buy a console or buy their console rather. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, what I think is going to be the system seller for either console is where are our friends going? Yep, the community. I, that's, the that is going to be what for me. That that's you know because I I could go either way. You know, I I didn't have a, a PS3 because you know everybody went at Xbox, so it depends on. Well, if you judge right those, now, then that means we're all getting PS4s apparently. Right, very on true. Twitter now, <laughs> but I haven't I haven't pre-ordered anything yet. So yeah, and see and see here's the, here's here's the thing, and and I'll I'll just say it. And it's kind of unpopular, but I've already pre-ordered my day one edition at Best Buy, and this is a self-evaluation that I did for myself. Um, and I'm speaking personally. I'm not speaking for worldwide. I don't live in Japan. I don't live in Europe. I'm not speaking for um, people who are concerned about price. Um, I'm a guy who is trying to transition from consoles and get a PC. I don't want to have three consoles uh, this, this next console gen. I, I want to be a one console man and a PC gamer. That's that that's my ultimate goal. And so if I look at both consoles and I look at, you know, which controller is more comfortable for me, the Xbox 360 controller. I have two sons that are going to grow up with with this console. The, the Xbox 360 has lasted for 8 years. That is a ridiculous amount of time. In 8 years, my son will be what t- uh 12 years old, my other son will be 10 years old. So when I think about that and I think about who's going to offer me the most for my money and, and my wife, she plays, uh, you know, your shape fit fitness evolved. You know, she plays uh, happy action theater with the kids. Like that's me personally. Sony can't pro- Sony's console can't provide that for me. So because of the price has got me on sticker shock and I'm riding the bandwagon, eating the Kool-Aid and uh, riding the gravy train, I'm going to go out and buy this console. I'm a halo fan only to turn around next year and have to buy an Xbox One anyway. I'm not going to do that. That's $1,000. I can take that $400 and save it and put it towards making a honking PC. So I can have a PC and an Xbox One, and with the titles that Microsoft showed from Rise, Project Spark, we didn't even talk about that, Quantum Break, Titanfall, Killer Instinct, Free-to-Play, um, also, uh, Project Sunset Overdrive, wasn't that one? Yeah, Sunset Overdrive was uh, Dead Rising good. 3, Halo 5, Forza 5. I love Forza. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, even Connect Sports Rivals. For me, with the Connect sensor and my family 
able to jump in up to six people up to six people can be read by the, by the sensor as far as the maximum output like for my household that's what it is and the whole drm thing and 24-hour checks if i be honest if if, if my internet goes out for an hour you best believe that my kids and my wife are on me about it because my wife cannot watch our shows on Hulu or, or, or Netflix, and my kids cannot play their Nat Geo and their Sesame Street on their Xbox uh, 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 video thing or whatever. So there is no way I'm not going to be connected to this console in my household. My Xbox doesn't move. It probably moves from my office to my living room, but by then I'll have, two, I'll have either two of them or my PS3 will be in my office so I can watch Blu-rays. That's fine with me. That's my household. I'm not going to make a decision based on Twitter just going crazy about a $400 price tag. So that's my exactly. So. And th- real quick, the way I feel about it is, you know, Microsoft still has time to change their price. You yes. know, the console yeah. hasn't come yeah. out yet. So they still have time to, you know, change it to, you know, 399 to match or maybe even a little lower. Who knows? But... Microsoft Here, has shown thing. us. Oh, no. Go ahead. Finish. Uh, I've been say, interrupting all day. Microsoft has shown us that their network, you know, playing online, chatting with your friends, you know, while you're playing different games, that works. That's reliable. You get what you pay for. You get, you pay, you know, you, you, you pay more, you're going to, you know, get a better product, you know, nine times out of 10. And Microsoft has that track record, and Sony doesn't. And did Sony even – I didn't watch all of it, but I didn't see anyone mention Sony talked about cross-game chat at all in their conference. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, uh, they, oh, they I, did? I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know. They just, they just quickly glossed over it. They said that friends will be able to um, you know, play online, and they will be able to chat with their other friends cross-game. And they just went right past it. Like, like, it was like a slide for like five seconds, and they went past it. This is, this is what everybody has been screaming for on the PlayStation 3 for I don't know how long. And you just go right past it. Just move on. Okay. No details, nothing. Because yeah. you know, right now with the Xbox, it's eight people. You could talk to eight people. Yeah. I'm assuming with Skype being you know, in the Xbox One, it's probably going to get better. And you're probably going to – that's probably going to be able to increase to more people. So we at least know, you know – the bare minimum of what to expect from Microsoft. We yeah. have no idea yeah. about Sony. And that $100 is not enough for me to make, you know, that $100 is not enough for me to make a huge commitment, you know, to switch over, you know, and then be stuck because 400 or you know, $400 is still a lot of money to, you know, make a commitment like that. So right. I'd rather go with Microsoft, which I have, you know, the better track record with so yeah and i think they can lower the price um i'm I'm thinking of microsoft um i think they can lower the price but i don't think that they will for two reasons i i do think microsoft is a little bit arrogant um this time around and i actually hate that um second thing is is that i think that by them having the Connect 2.0, because remember, the actual Connect cost them, what, about $70 to make, and it's $100 at retail with three free games, two free games, or whatever. I don't really remember. So that cost is inside of the box, and I think if they mark it down $100, they will be losing money. They lost a tremendous amount of money on the original Xbox. They lost money on the Xbox 360 due to the Red Ring of Death and the fact that they had to do three-year warranties and 
give out free years of Xbox Live and try to mitigate that cost. And they were losing money on the box anyway. And I don't think that the shareholders will let them mark the price down below 500 because they will be losing some more money on a, on a, a another what seems to be a great console. And, um, uh, you know, like I, I just don't think that they would that, that they will actually do it. I think that they won't do it because of the arrogancy, and they don't want to seem like they're backpedaling and eating crow, um, you know. But hey, well, you know, I, I guess they're just waiting out to see if the see if see if the consumer is going to decide. But um, another thing that we're not thinking about is that the Xbox 360 was a subsidized console for the last two years, well, the last year and a half, right? Um, I I really believe that a subsidized model is going to like they didn't do that on the Xbox 360 for nothing. They're going to bring that model to the Xbox 1 in some form or fashion. I don't know. Maybe they're going to wait until after the hardcore gamer crowd gets their feel of the brand new console so they can get that money, but I think they're going to go to Comcast, Verizon, um AT&T Uverse. Absolutely. They're going to go to them and they're going to say, "Hey, mitigate this cost for us on this console." Our consumers are always online. We can advertise to them. You can, uh, uh, they're already paying for your cable service. We got HDMI pass-through. You can use us to, for, for you to make money, but we need money in order to, to mitigate the cost of this console. They come out. They say, hey, uh, the console is $249 uh, with two years of Xbox Live, uh, $10, $15 a month. You pay for it, you pay it out, you pay about $65 more, but you have the console in your home, and all you paid is $250. $250 is uh, $100 less than a Wii U, and it's, you know, it's, it's less than a uh, PlayStation 4 also. And we pay $8 a month and $10 a month for Gamefly accounts. I mean, people are going to pay that amount of money because that stops that sticker shock of that initial four or $500 they're paying for the actual console. But I think people are sleeping on that. Uh, subsidized model um, uh, thing out there. So. Yeah, yeah been, and at I've, least I've been hearing a lot of people th- say say that right there is that you know the an, an ISP provider will you know take will help you pay for this con- console. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, and and the, the, they're not going to do it for free, you know. But the, but they'll you say, know. hey, uh, hey, uh, sports fans, if uh, you want access to uh, uh, Sunday ticket. Guess what? You're already going to pay us what, you know, uh, two fifty, three hundred dollars for it. Just pay Microsoft thirty dollars a month or fifteen dollars a month, and and we'll give you the Sunday ticket deal, and you'll be able to watch your favorite cable channels in HD, and you'll be able to have your brand new Xbox three sixty for two fifty, or 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 hey Verizon, um, uh, you know, hey hey moms out there, you can watch Lifetime in HD, you can watch TLC in HD, and we're gonna mitigate that cost by giving your son uh, a brand new Xbox three sixty for two fifty or three hundred dollars because you're gonna buy it anyway for Christmas, right? You know. Yeah, and these providers are going to be willing to help Microsoft because of that HDMI, you know, pass through, because yeah. mm-hmm. it supports, you know, it supports Comcast and you know Verizon and yeah. you know AT and T. Always connected. It's always connected. Exactly. Meaning that Microsoft is saying that it's always connected, and and look, your cable box doesn't run off just cable anymore. What goes into your cable box? An Ethernet cable. Your cable box is always online because if it's not, guess what? You have no TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people are freaking out. But if you really just calm down and you think about it, 
we're always connected with everything. I'm not making excuses for Microsoft's bad PR, but if you are, are making a decision for $400 or $500 or however much you're going to spend on next-gen uh, next console and video games, you have to make a, a cognitive decision for your own personal self. And I think people aren't doing that. They're just looking at $400, $400, Sony, they care about me, whatever, man. Sony was humbled, and they have to do this in order to get you back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just absolutely. When it comes down to it, I'm just glad Microsoft can tell me I'm going to need a second job. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but they did tell you you have to, uh, that the Xbox One isn't for you, though. Just buy a second console and let it be an Xbox 360 if you want to play offline. Exactly. Yeah. Or keep your Xbox 360. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I was going to do anyway. Exactly. I mean, um, but the community is big, though. And yeah, I just hope that everybody who's jumping on the Sony bandwagon, that they... Um, calm down you. and realize. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if, if Sony, by perchance, comes out, they market this thing well, and they support the community, this could be a real you know, big turning point. But if they don't, if they're, if they're the same old Sony, they don't market well to their consumers, and they just keep putting out indie titles that don't do anything or, or just make bad financial decisions, then we'll see who's on top in about a year and a half, two years, when this stuff kind of calms down and people have these consoles in their home and they recognize, just like I did, I have three consoles in my home and I play my Xbox 360 more than any of them. I use my PS3 for Blu-rays and watching Netflix. It was the number one Netflix player because guess what? Most of the games on the PlayStation are single serving. Uh, they got Dust 514, which is pretty cool, free to, free to play. You play most of the time. But when you think about Uncharted, my library is Uncharted, Heavy Rain, um, what else? Uh, Infamous, they gave me that for free during the whole hacking thing. Um, Infamous 2. But all single player games, I play them one time and I'm done with them. There's no ecosystem. There's no community around those games because it's not persistent. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I don't own one. Um, real quick, let's let's touch on touch on EA and Ubisoft. Um, okay. Ubisoft. I think um, they had Aisha Tyler again, and I she she was bad this year. She she was trying too hard. She was trying to either. Do the same as last year, or she was trying I don't know what too she hard was last trying. time too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I think she, she was, was saving Ubisoft. This year. I I don't know. I gotta give her her uh, props because, like, after they showed that, uh, I don't know what it was with the with the rabbits or whatever. Uh, was it Raven Rabbits or it was something with that? It with was that, a it was a that. it was a TV show, wasn't it? It was an interactive TV show. Something like that. Yeah, she was like. She was like, "All right, all right, all right. Now, okay, now, now it's time for the hardcore gamers stuff or whatever." And like, she was trying, she was trying her best, man. She was trying to save it because Ubisoft. I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of anybody. Please don't take offense to this, but they have a huge language barrier. Like, I, I feel like yes, if, if their English is not going to be on par, where it's a little bit more exciting. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, the dice guys are very good. Um, the Assassin's Creed uh, presenters are very good, but a lot of times it's just real. It's there's a, there's a real disconnect because they have a hard time 
saying most of the lines and the sentences and everything. And uh, she was saving them a lot of times. She was like, oh, well, that's great. And hey, yeah, this is hardcore. And bam, like she was trying to save it. But it just it, it just wasn't. And uh, Girlwood. Yeah. yeah uh, like my shirt oh, did she say that like, again? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, she did. Oh, my she's God. Like, little bit of girl. I'm like, no, don't. Oh, God. That was one of my biggest complaints last last year. Uh, <laughs> she, she wore a shirt that said it. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't actually too impressed with, with Ubisoft at all. I didn't see anything the, that I necessarily like. And, and like, 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 like I said, just. Just, just give me Watch Dogs by this point. Like I know I'm gonna buy it, but yeah, stop, stop, it. stop showing it. Stop showing it, really. Yeah, just you know, just give me a trailer and make it about thirty seconds. I'm gonna buy it. You got my money. You don't have to show off any more of the levels, the stages, everything. Like, well, I, I kind of feel the same way about Watch Dogs that I felt about Bioshock because I felt like they were showing too much of the game. Now, granted, we know that Bioshock, the endings made sense of that problem and they knew why they, they could do all that but I don't think Watch Dogs is like that though I think Watch Dogs is a they keep showing the same thing that's that's yeah. why you know they're not showing a lot of the game they're showing the same thing over and over again yeah well the same demos too yeah so I, yeah. real quick I really hope that with Watch Dogs there's smart glass interaction with that because that would be so cool to use my cell phone and you know since that whole thing is you know, you Microsoft kept saying smart, smart glasses, smart glass that, but I'm still waiting for, you know, m- Microsoft for the smart glass to work the way they initially said it would. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't done that yet. For it not to take like a minute to load up on your phone. I, I've yet to see a second screen anything on that, because I don't, I don't think it works. It doesn't work. Hmm. So, um. Well, the, the, yeah. the smart slash stuff. Uh, are we about to get into EA? Yes, let's get into EA. Yeah, I mean, well, well speaking speaking of smart glass, um, uh, the other two games that I saw, I'll I'll just say this one first because this is back to Microsoft. But like when they went through Rise, like it, like it kind of worked like like it did like on Game of Thrones. Like when you watch the tele television show, it tells you stuff about the world. Uh, she showed the progress of how he went through the game. And he started the game, and it showed his progress of him going through in real time. Uh, you know, it showed how many enemies he's killed and what enemies do what, the combo system. So I thought that that was pretty cool, just as a second screen, kind of like um, you know, buying a Primer guide. You know, but you can use your iPad or your you know Nexus Seven or you know your Surface or whatever, right? So I thought that was pretty cool, where you know you basically have your guide on your on your uh, tablet device right there at your fingertips. But the battlefield stuff, like that was amazing. I'm I'm sorry. Sixty-four people on stage at the same time, sixty frames per second, battlefield four. It's gonna be on consoles and they're playing at the same time. And dude, they made a skyscraper collapse in real time yeah. with particle dude, effects. They... <laughs> yes, I, I was right. I was like, I want to play Battlefield Four right now. <laughs> I want Battlefield 4. But that's the thing. They keep showing this, oh yeah, Smart Glass will work like this. It'll, it'll do this, this. But it hasn't done that yet. But they, they that, showed it. When they, when, they, when they first showed it, that's, you know, they're showing it the same way, but it still doesn't work like that. Yeah. I think but have you gone on HBO, Stuart, and watched Game of Thrones and used Smart Glass with that? It's, it's really cool, man. 
is is really cool. Oh, it 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 actually does work like like that because I I don't actually have a HBO. I don't have HBO either, so I haven't been able to use that. But that's one of the things they've shown. So well, suppo- supposedly mean. it's supposed to work with Halo Four, and I've I've tried, and nothing come, comes up when I bring up when I start Halo Four, other than playing Halo Four. Well, that Waypoint app hasn't been updated. I don't. I don't. I know. I know you probably have and and Android, but it hasn't been updated on iOS either. So I think that that's just three four three's fault of not updating the app because. Um, when I used to play Halo, Halo Reach, it actually worked. Like you could go into the Halo Way- Waypoint app, and as you played your game in real time, it updated the map in real time, showed you where en- enemies were, uh, showed you you know vehicles respawned in certain places. It did a it did a pretty good job of actually displaying the inf- information to you. And this you know I mean you know I mean this stuff at, at EA's uh, presser. Um, when the guy he had his Surface and he was you know on there I don't know if it was Surface or an iPad but it was either either one and he had it and he said you know hey what if you're at work or somewhere or if you and William are playing a, a game or whatever because there's five man squads now and I'm in commander mode that's brought back from the old Battlefield days uh, in uh, commander mode I can throw y'all um, you know uh, you know uh, not not health packs but but like supply packs. I can uh, release artillery. Um, I can um, set up uh, waypoints for you to go and attack certain places, kind of like the coach of the battlefield, you know, kind of like the coach. And then not only that, but um, as the game is playing and you guys level up and you and you get skill points or whatever, I think this is how it works. I think as your team progresses and it has a reload time, I can send in aerial strikes from my tablet or iPhone or whatever, and it'll happen in your game, and it'll be attacking the other the other team, and that's what they showed on stage live. So that stuff is pretty cool. It, it looked it looked really good too. Yes, it did. <laughs> Sixty frames a second. Sixty frames per second. I know PC players have had it for years, but I'm sorry, I've been a console guy, and it looked incredible. And now I understand what what people, what, what people talk well, about. On PC. Well, the 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 reason I'm I moved moved over to Battlefield Three on the PC was because of the player count. Yeah. Because yeah. you know got these huge maps, but only like sixteen people. So that's what's why I went to you know a much bigger you know play count play, player count. Um. Also, Battlefront. They they showed Battlefront. Yep. I I, I can't wait. And Dice is doing it, so it's basically going to be battle battlefield with lightsabers. So yep, I, yes, I'm there. I got nothing to say. I, I got nothing to say. It's they won't purchase. <laughs> I, I love battle battlefront. So yep, I'm. I was super pumped when I saw that. Match made in heaven. Dice battlefront. Star Wars. If if they do a do a graphical skin and give me battlefront two. It would still be a day one purchase, but I know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna make it better than that. But if if they were to do that, that would be enough for me. Like, I would, it's, yeah, I would buy that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, EA should not make um their players talk because I, <laughs> good God, when they showed uh, LeBron James with his uh game self and they was talking, I'm like, oh God. Kill it fast. That's oh, that's horror. Now, was that NBA Live or was that 2K14? Yes, that that was NBA Live, I, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Because it, it, NBA yeah. Live is is coming out. It did yeah. look really, really impressive, but I am still 
I'm I'm still wanting to no, I think that was wow, that's weird. I think no no no. That LeBron James trailer happened at the Sony press conference. Did it? Yeah, because that was two K fifteen. No, because EA makes NBA NBA Live. Sports it did I just oh, don't sports and me don't But I I'll I'll tell you the most ridiculous awkward moment was the UFC like stage panel when um when uh uh, I can't think of all the fighters' names, but the shorter guy with the long hair, Henderson, came out, and um, and uh, you know the leader of you know uh, the, uh, the commentator of UFC or whatever. It seemed like it was going to be very very hype, but they came out and it was just awkward because you can tell that the fighters didn't want to read from the teleprompter and they were just saying stuff and it was messing up the cues of the other other people and then they were trying to read from the teleprompter but they were missing their marks and it just felt really awkward it was just it just felt it just looked so bad like it's like yeah I missed that cuz I, I was on the road yeah we're uh, bringing UFC to the consoles and it's going to be the it's the number one fighting game teaming up with the number one publisher yeah what do you guys say about the Henderson uh it's a uh, you know I'm the greatest fighter and I got a belt and it's shiny, <laughs> and it's gonna be great. I've been hitting so. the head a lot, and um, where am I? <laughs> where's my paycheck? That's all. That's all I came here for. Where's my, where's my paycheck? <laughs> yeah, I thought EA did really well overall from from the things I did see. I, I yeah, Ubisoft not so much. Um. Yeah. I guess when you really wrap it up, though, um, we're the only three on the internet looking forward to the Xbox One versus the PS3. <laughs> yes, PS4. we are Xbox fanboys. We are the, the only ones, three. <laughs> we are the ones to be hated. We are being hated over here. That's good. But isn't that so indie, I don't, though? I don't like, we're the only ones, though. Isn't it cool to love the thing that everybody else hates? So we're technically, so oh, technically no. actually cool. I've become a hipster. no i mean the only thing that i can give to the community is that you know um a lot of community members saying this same line they say ps4 is getting my money now but i will eventually buy an xbox i'm going to eventually or or some people are saying i'm getting both because i love games on both i'm seeing that a lot Right, but I'm but I'm supporting Sony because they support consumers. Okay, that's totally fine. That's your money. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But don't excoriate me because I'm doing a self evaluation on what matters to me personally and what I'm spending my money on. And when I look at the content that Microsoft brought as far as the conference, sure the price and the no DRM thing was a huge standing ovation bully for Sony they did a great job of speaking to their consumers which which is what Microsoft is not doing um but when i look at the material and i shouldn't have to because i feel like microsoft should do this but i still do because i am a smart gamer i am a smart consumer and i see that down the line i'm going to have to buy an xbox console anyway why not go ahead and make that transition in in my own mind and buy the Xbox One right off the bat, and not and not have to buy a PS4 because the only game that they showed me on the PS4 that may not be coming until 2014, 2015 is the Order 1886. Everything else is third party, and everything else is Microsoft exclusive. So just just do a self evaluation. Get off of the hype train and calm down and do a self evaluation. 
Yeah, I agree. Exactly. And if your self-evaluation is, hey, Henry, I'm not like you. I trade my used games. I buy used games all the time. Um, I'm, I'm not connected to, to uh, the Internet uh, most of the day because I have a bad connection. Or, hey, Henry, I don't have kids like you do, so I don't care about Connect. Or, hey, Henry, I'm not married, so I don't care about this stuff or whatever. Hey, by all means. The PlayStation 4 is the best console for you. Hey, Henry, I don't care about Halo. I don't care about Forza. I don't care about all those Microsoft exclusives. I don't, I don't care about that. Hey, PS4 is for you. You buy it, and I will applaud you. That's great. But don't rain on my parade because I'm a hipster now, and I like an Xbox. <laughs> well, like, yeah. like, like, I, like I said, I could go e- either way at this point. I am on the fence right now. So, Stuart, can I, you really go either way when Minecraft is going to be on the Xbox Day 1? Uh, well, I, I said this on Twitter. Is it going to be like? Is it going to be day and date with the PC release though? Like, I'm not sure. Up to date. Sure, they didn't. They didn't clarify. Horses. It. They're going to add horses to my Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. You got I, your I, awesome Xbox skins. You got. You got a Master Chief. But well, on the PC though, I got my own custom skin. Where I'm, I I got a. A Spider-Man head, but a but a Team Fortress Two soldier body. Oh, oh see, that's that that right there is a system seller see? right there. <laughs> yeah. So, last if thing I, though, if I can bring my custom skin over, I'm I'm I'll be on board. Yeah. Last thing though, from uh, I guess Microsoft fanboy, I watched the Sony conference on my 360 because I didn't even want to go through the nightmare of trying to figure out how to watch it on, you know, a PS3. All you have to do, William, that is wasn't go even to PlayStation an option. Home, go to PlayStation Home, walk to the Civic Center, walk <laughs> through the hallway, make a left, make another right, go into the into the E3. That's book. after you're done downloading the update. <laughs> the system update, hey. and then the update for home. Hey, what if then you, you have to install those? You have to install those <laughs> after you download them. Hey, buddy. And by if that you time, had PSN Plus, it. you wouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm but just, I mean, I'm that wasn't kidding. even that it wasn't was even okay. a thought. That wasn't even a thought to watch it on no, the PS3. I, no, same here. Well, I didn't have one, but I had other things. I stream it. I still uh, watched it on my three three sixty. Exactly. So, yeah. And the funniest thing is, I went into the you know the three sixty PS3 generation, a Sony fanboy, loving the PS2 and. I'm just getting this 360 because, you know, it's it's cheaper at the moment, and I'll get the PS3, you know, I'll, I'll get it eventually. And then when I got my PS3, it was just like, um, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Blu-rays, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been, you know, I've been a fanboy of both. I've, you know, jumped, jumped the ship a couple times, so I just like what I like. And so far, I'm liking Microsoft. I can I can see that, I can see both. Uh, okay. Is there anything anybody wants wants to mention real quick before we uh, end the show? I don't think I got anything, man. That's pretty much you know what I had to say. Just you know, people just need to make evaluations for themselves because ultimately, it's your wallet and it's your money. Okay. Oh, Mirror's Edge Two. Mirror's Edge Two was on there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, look awesome. Yeah. Will it have awesome. native uh, Oculus Rift support? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't want to play that game with the Oculus Rift. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and be... it comes with a with a vomit bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, I'm still sad. I'm still depressed that Bayonetta 2 is a Wii U exclusive. That is that's, crazy. That, that still saddens me. That, yeah, how can so how can she have short hair? I don't know. Yeah, they took away. <laughs> they, I don't know, man. They just... How can she have short hair? I don't understand that. First one I love so much, and I'm so sad that. Wasn't her hair a major component of her fighting? Um, that was that was, like, that was her outfit. Yeah, her hair was her outfit. Yeah. So I don't understand how she can have short hair. I, I haven't seen anything like or something. I I don't want to. You know, I'm not a masochist. I don't want to <laughs> watch it when I know I'm not oh, going to be able to play it. Maybe there's a level where she goes to uh, a Japanese beauty parlor and she gets extensions. But it didn't look like her hair was connected <laughs> to her outfit at all. So I was like, what, what is it doing there? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, well, this has been the E3 show of the, the Geeks of the Wind. Uh, episode yeah. Hold 147. On. I, got, I got something, oh. one last thing to say. Okay. Um, it's a huge list of people, so I'm not going to individually name everybody. But, okay. you know, the people on Twitter who have been giving me, you know, Saying uh, you know I'm in their prayers and their condolences for my father passing away. In this, uh, my father passed away June 1st. Um, thank you, everybody. It's definitely been rough. I you know I've been just nonstop going, having so much stuff to do, and but I, you know I'm gonna end up taking probably. a couple more weeks break i took a break last week but probably a, at least a week or maybe two the most and then i'll be back and you know full speed ahead so i just wanted to you know acknowledge that the community has been very very supportive and i just wanted to thank everybody cool yeah man yeah, that's, our, what, that's what's really what community's for you know yeah. oh it was great having you this week it was great having you both this week because technically I'm hosting this week, so I, I, I don't know what I'm doing now. I'm not used to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget how to close the show. I don't do this. Man, so. I just, I just, I just really want to commend both of you guys, man. And um, you know, um, you know, like Blue said on the um, on uh, the RFR show, just you know, really just commending both of you guys, man. Because I mean, despite you know, you know, the things that have been going on in your personal lives, which are which are terribly hard. I know, Stuart, you have school. And you have this podcast, and William, I can't even I can't even imagine um, what that feels like. Um, me personally, I never had a you know my biological father wasn't in my life at all, so I couldn't imagine losing him. But I mean, it has to be hard. But I mean, you guys are here recording a podcast when you really don't have to, and you don't have to provide content for anybody um, the way you guys do with multiple feeds and. It's just awesome seeing that and seeing that level of strength. And, uh, man, uh, you know, I, I, I give you guys honor and praise, man, for what you guys are continuing to put out because I listen to all the time. And if I could, I would give five reviews a day. And I, I think that, you know, it, people who put out content, you know, des- deserve that type of praise. And if anybody's listening to this right now, these guys are hardworking individuals that provide content because they love to do it. And, uh, you know, they're strong because of it. So um, I just commend you guys. Yeah, it's it's definitely not for the fame and glory. 
That's for sure. That's just extra. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it life's life. But the be- you know, when you have horrible things happen, the best thing to do is just try to keep your you know your life as regular as possible to so you don't just you know slide into nothingness right. pretty much. So right. that's yeah. That's that, that's why I say about that, but yeah, thanks, thanks Henry, <laughs> giving no problem, us a big man. head, <laughs> make, make me blush. Oh, you. <laughs> uh, anything else? No. Okay. You can awkwardly okay. close the show, Stuart. I can awkwardly close the show now. Um, I actually I actually don't know how to close the show. I completely I'm I'm blinking. Uh, be sure to. Go to our website, thegeesewithwind.com. You know, we we post stuff on there almost every week. Um, we got videos going on all the time on the YouTube channel. Um, coming to an end on my uh, Sir Wrath videos. Those, I got a couple more to go, and then that's the whole game. I actually finished a video series. I'm super proud of myself. Good job. Um, but... Um, yeah, we got we got sponsors on there. Be sure to click them. Amazon, you know, you want to pre-order a PS4 or a P- or PlayStation One, or oh, hold on, no, PlayStation. <laughs> well, you can do that too. Uh, <laughs> Xbox One, you can, yeah. Um, the, you can just click on our uh, our banner right there on the on the first page and just shop, just pre-order like you normally would, and we'll know about it. We, 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 that helps us. Um, this has been episode 147, and we will see you next time. Bye. Peace out. Are we supposed to say bread's done? Oh, that's your job. What? what? <laughs> <laughs>